It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Thank you for being with us here for the second hour on this Friday as we lead into the uh, holiday Halloween weekend. And uh, we'll talk about that if you're listening to us here on Friday evening. Some of you may listen later at the podcast, Priority Talk Radio. We're grateful to have you with us. We're here Monday through Friday, live 5 till 7 on WXJC Radio. And uh, during this hour each and every week, we visit with Mr. Cleet Hux with the Apologetic Resource Center. And uh, we continue to talk about how America became pagan. Still a good topic? Still a great topic. Still a good topic. Still a very interesting topic. And we've been doing this now for about two months or so. Yeah. Uh, getting together and uh, just going through various uh, conversations about um, how the East came West, basically. Oh. And Clayton, oh. now we've we've covered. Um, uh, tell, tell me what all we've covered. We went from um, education mm-hmm. and sports, and then yoga. yoga tied that into yeah. yoga, and then lots of things yeah. in between all of those. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about um, East and West, and we just talked about paganism as well Mm -hmm. which we say paganism is tell folks that are new paganism is the divinization of nature uh, making creation god uh, and leaving out the transcendent creator that's exactly right so it's uh worshiping the uh the creation versus the creator exactly and make or making yourself uh worshiping yourself or nature around us and so that is uh that's the definition of paganism so how did America become pagan? Well, that's what we've been trying to break down, and uh, we're we're done with yoga. We we took all we took our grief over yoga. I know you've been taking it for a long time. That gets folks awful fired up when you start knocking on on yoga. Just opportunities to talk. But the last two episodes, if you want to go back in in, in our podcast and find them, if you're open to going back and listening uh, to how uh, yoga and Eastern mysticism and meditation and all this has mm-hmm. has become so normalized in our culture that you don't even recognize it when Amen. it happens. Yes. Uh, and now now we go into another angle of this, and um, and we we time this one out on purpose because mm-hmm. as we uh, as we do this, it's the week before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween 2022 will be on Monday, October 31st, of course. And here we are. You're hearing this on Friday. If you're listening uh, to it uh, live, and so let's talk about Halloween paganism, and mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. tie this into another topic that makes a lot of people mad. Cleet, you just keep getting me in trouble, <laughs> bringing these topics. I've talked about this before. Uh, we're going to get to Harry Potter, as well, and and, and the like, mm-hmm. and the like. Mm-hmm. So, but Harry Potter certainly, I think, top shelf when it comes to uh, uh, accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, revered mm. um, uh, paganistic um, worship basically of, of everyone of society so 
Let's talk about uh, the connection between Halloween and paganism. Okay. Well, let me, before we do that, uh, let me um, talk a little bit about our freedoms and how they have been misused in this area. Uh, back during COVID, I did an article, maybe two articles, for uh, the Christian Post on um, freedoms. And we touched on the area that is known in Scripture as adiaphora, meaning things indifferent, things that Christians can choose to do and still not affect their salvation one way or the other. Uh, Paul, for instance, says that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable yeah. for me. And whatever you do, whether you eat, drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. That's right. However, in pragmatic uh, America, we'd be very naive to think that Christians are going to limit their choices to eating and drinking, <laughs> okay? And uh, what has happened is that we have used our Christian liberty to open up the doors to worldviews that are indeed diabolical and very contradictory to the Christian world and life view, all in the name of free choice, free will, mm. pragmatism. There there we go again. Down yeah, and we've road. talked about this every time practically. Exactly. Um, every time you've been with us, this what works, yeah. pragmatism, yeah. what seems to be the best thing, you know, just pragmatically right, speaking, right. and the freedom that we have as Americans as well to make mm -hmm. choices mm -hmm. and uh, you know, if life gives you a lemon, make lemonade. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's the mentality. Right, and, but it is. You're right, Paul. Say, look, I, I might can do this, but I don't mean I should. Right, right. I mean, I can. I have the freedom to eat two befores or drink motor oil. It's yeah. not going to be beneficial to my body. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, again, would be naive to think that Americans only circle those two things and do all the other. Um, freedoms that we have and decisions that we have on a biblical basis. And when we talk about crossing uh, the road into worldviews by our freedoms, of course, yoga has been very popular, and that's a great example of a misuse of our Christian liberties. Mm -hmm. And Harry Potter is quite another one, and it's been it's been around for quite a while, but as far as that is concerned, you mentioned Halloween. Halloween, to a lot of Christians, um, they think that it came from pagan sources. Yeah. Halloween did not come from pagan sources. It has a Christian origin. It was established years ago in the early church. People started um, honoring uh saints or heroes of the faith that had passed on. Mm -hmm. And so they established a day for that, All Hallows Day or mm -hmm. All Hallows Eve. Hallows mean just holy. Mm -hmm. And they were honoring the holy Christian character of Christian uh, heroes of the faith. And so, and then of course came uh, the holiday of Samhain, uh, which is a Celtic pagan holiday. And so what happened is that they, people started thinking that, no, this is a pagan holiday. No, Halloween is not a pagan holiday. There are, you know, druids and, 
neo-pagans and witches uh, from from uh, folklore and all of that that have uh, you know surviving today but Halloween really has uh, an All Saints Day, All Hallows Day attached to it. As a matter of fact, it was formally added to the church calendar in A.D. 835. And Christians by that time started honoring not only martyrs of the faith, but uh, basically any Christian that had, uh, um, you know, great... uh, uh, character right. as far as holy character is concerned so uh, but there are a lot of people that would say that you know we don't want to have anything to do with with Halloween but Halloween is not a pagan origin it has a Christian origin why do you think that's been um, perpetrated that it has this pagan background because you're right a lot of people do think that mm-hmm. well there's obviously witchcraft imported from the British Isles you know Celtic old Celtic religions and mm-hmm. fascination with Druid worship and that type of thing has come to America and of course we get the you know Salem witchcraft trials uh-huh. and all of that and and the Bible does speak very uh, strongly against those that would be involved in the occult. Yes. Witchcraft is as the sin of rebellion, uh, the scriptures talk about. And the idea, what has happened, I think, over the ages, uh, the, the legitimate uh, uh, attempt to, you know, recognize Christians of the past you know, we have hymns uh, mm-hmm. for all the saints who from their labors rest. You know, uh, we 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 sing those, and we we uh, you know Fox's books of martyrs. Mar- yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but um, during that same time, uh, paganism. There are certain holidays that were associated associated with uh, paganism in the Celtic. Uh, uh, areas of Scotland and Ireland and a lot of people have assumed uh, that because they see people dressing up with weird stuff witches and graveyards in their yards and everything that Halloween really has a pagan origin when it really doesn't Hmm. And the, so does that make it better or worse for us? I'm trying to track here to understand (laughs) why that matters well it a lot of people say, well, it just is what it is now. It doesn't really matter where it came from. Well, uh, I think people can celebrate Halloween because mm-hmm. of what it, it was historically okay. in its origin. And we've got, you know, Reformation Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, that was later on, which Luther was um, railing against the, the early church for selling of indulgences. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the issue of purgatory. Uh, Titzel was the guy that, you know, the famous saying that when a coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs, yes. you know, buying souls. And and there arose superstition about the dead, especially with the purgatorial punishment type of thing. And, um, and attached to that, that people somehow another 
the idea of ghosts, uh, those are souls that haven't seen the finality of death. Mm-hmm. And you could pray to people in purgatory and try to get them out of purgatory by the treasury of merit that had been built up by Christ, Mary, and the saints that had gone before that, you see. And so they had enough merit to pay and get people out of there. But uh, a certain pope later on put an end to that right after the uh, Protestant Reformation. But the the Halloween thing, basically Halloween is a business and commercial holiday. (laughs) Much like Christmas has become as well. Yeah, yeah. Let me take a break right there. All right, let's take a pause. Uh, got to got to do some business, and we'll come back on the other side. Cleet Hux, arcapologetics.org. I know you've got plenty of articles on all of these topics yes. on your website, so if you're interested in more of this, go there. And, of course, uh, you can hear, if you got to leave us or if you missed the beginning of this conversation, it's at prioritytalkradio.com or search out our podcast, Priority Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Priority Talk. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at prioritytalkradio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at prioritytalkradio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. This is Glenn Coffey former running back of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. We're back in. Greg Davis here with you. Glad to have you along with us. Uh, Thank you for joining us for this Friday conversation, How America Became Pagan. We talk about Halloween paganism and eventually this week and next week we're going to get into uh, Harry Potter uh, topic as well and other such um, um, you know examples I guess you would say of, uh, of paganism in this in this world uh, of, uh, of, of Halloween and occultic type practices so Halloween basically came to America was brought here by Christians mm-hmm. as a way to honor the saints, uh, the saints of, of, the faith. of character mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. of the faith uh, by Christians brought mm-hmm. that. Uh, can I call it that version of it? But yeah. pagans who also worship the creation, nature, they mm-hmm. brought, mm-hmm. Did they, they sort of brought their version of it yeah. as well. So yeah. did they both sort of? Well, the, the time of the year, the Samhain and uh, Celtic uh, religion, had to do with the change of seasons. It really means summer's end. And so they started celebrating. It was a time when, you know, things start to decay and you got these long winter cold nights and 
people gathered around fires and stories started cranking up. But as far as any evidence uh, that, you know, as, as far as Halloween being associated with that, there's not any evidence at all. So people just say that? Yeah. And it was about the same time of the day, uh, same of the time year. of the year mm-hmm. as far as the day is concerned. But a day, all days with the Lord is his creation. Yeah. You know, it's it's not, you know, what Halloween is as a day. The day itself is fine, but what is associated with it is the is the problem. So there were people who celebrated the the, the nature, right? And then you had the people that were doing Halloween. But you're saying exactly. those were two separate things. Those are two separate around things. a similar time of two the year. Two separate things. As a matter of fact, those that were celebrating nature. And worshiping nature and the gods of the forest, gods of the fields, in paganism and Celtic religions, um, that came after Christianity had already started in that area, 300 years later. So uh, the the idea that Halloween is borrowed from pagan religion is just the opposite. Christianity did not borrow from it. For the most part, you could say that paganism has borrowed from Christianity and gotten it wrong. It's like the like uh, the claim that Christianity is not an original religion. It's borrowed, like the Trinity uh, doctrine, borrowed from Babylonian triads of gods or Egyptian triads of gods. No. If the Trinity is true, it's eternally true. Right. So who the question is, who borrowed from who? Uh, they borrowed from the real thing and got it wrong. Yeah, you're, you're saying borrowed. I usually use the word uh, on these kind of these on these issues. I usually say it was perverted by perverted. Yeah, yeah. that's what they do. Exactly. Satan, Satan takes exactly whatever God has done yeah. and perverts it. Right. W- whatever topic you yeah. want to take, that's that's yeah. sin. Yeah, it's been exactly. perverted. But I mean, I love this time of the year, mm-hmm. celebration of the fall, and of course football and all that. But but when you celebrate fall, you should celebrate the one who gives fall. Exactly. The one who uh, who gave exactly. us the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can bob for apples. You can. Put a lantern in a carved-out pumpkin. That mm-hmm. you know that doesn't have any pagan origins. It's what pagans have done to it. Yeah, you know. And again, paganism is not the original. No, <laughs> it's always a copycat, and that can be said about uh, their slant on Halloween. So, as well. so there's someone shouldn't feel. Um, According to what you're you're describing, it someone shouldn't feel uh, wrong about celebrating Halloween. No, not for, at all. for for what it yeah, yeah is for what it is not not the perverted version not of the it. Per- perverted and I guess that's version. where the fine yeah. line comes right. is yeah what what is uh what is it and what's mm-hmm. what's perverted yeah exactly because we always have to watch out for for perversion because exactly. that's sinful. When you get into perversion, you're yeah you're talking exactly. about wrong. Exactly. But, you know, you can honor kids saying trick-or-treat, but now as Christians, I wouldn't dress my kids up and as ghosts or witches. Yeah. or On October 31st or any day of the year. Yeah, right. Yeah, why? And, and to celebrate the origin of mm-hmm. Halloween, mm-hmm. you can hand out Christian tracts. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people that do that every year, mm-hmm. you know, and tell about the real origin of that. So, Well, I guess it's that whole 
you know, quandary we find ourselves in so often. Do I do I participate in something mm-hmm. to the extent I can to try to yeah. make it be something uh, God honoring, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. push back against the perversion, right. or right. do I just boycott it and say I don't want anything to do with it? Yeah. You know, it's that it's we, a, we feel that that we feel that tension in lots mm-hmm. of areas of life, and That's this is right. one of them because you're not sure exactly how to do it. Mm-hmm. So. So like a lot of churches, they, they've taken on and do the, the fall mm-hmm. festival, you know, yeah, a lot of times it's right, called. Right. But it's it's yeah, funny how it's yeah. often, you yeah. know, right at October 30th or 31st, right on Halloween, and it's done as an alternative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think I think that's a good thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with I that. I think that that is a good thing, but I also think that, you know, uh, celebrating the Protestant Reformation, Reformation Day. Is a good thing, too. Is, is a great thing. And the right emphasis as well, mm-hmm. because that's how Halloween started. It started by honoring uh, Christians mm-hmm. who had uh, who had died, mm-hmm. you know, who had great character. But now paganism is trying to use that for their own advantage, and um, and kids have to uh, parents have to watch out, you know. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, I. I you drive through neighborhoods and you see ghosts and things like that. My next door neighbor has has a graveyard yeah. he put up, yeah. especially for Halloween. Yeah. The fascination of death is not the issue. Yeah. The fascination of life is the issue. Yeah. So, so where do you feel like? Um, I mean, we got a lot of parents who listen. Um, mm-hmm. where, where's the balance? I mean, you know, kids want to mm-hmm. participate in this, but mm-hmm. as a parent, you're going, "Ooh, I don't want to." You know, I, I mean, because some, some parents have no boundaries at all. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll let their kids dress up and pretend right. they're anything. And right. I, I'm always going, you know, I, where is the – is there a mm-hmm. – is, uh, is there a clear line of this or that or don't or do or okay or not okay? I, 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 that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Parents I'm need trying to, to help parents. Yeah. Parents need to dress their – their kids up as heroes of the faith. There you go. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of ghosts and goblins and witches, and uh, we'll get into it. In what what if it's a and I'm, I'll, some of this is your opinion. I mean, or just your your convictions. Sure, sure. I guess you'd say yeah, convictions. It is. Um, and I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, on that, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about you say heroes? Okay, what about what if they're dressing up like Superman or something like or Spider Man? Is <laughs> is that an unhealthy thing? You think? Not necessarily. Yeah. No. No, but to dress up as a devil yeah. or a demon yeah. uh, or a witch. It's not wise. It's not wise. If you're a Christian. You're, right. Now, somebody who's right. not a Christian and doesn't exactly. have any, you, you expect that. Yeah, okay? exactly. But but if you're a Christian parent, yeah, you should be very leery of that because mm-hmm. what's happening, Cleet, when you do that? What What, what, what well, is you're, the— you're uh, portraying uh, a, a character— that is really spoken against of in scripture you know if you're mm-hmm. if you're a christian parent why would you want to dress your child up like that um, you, you really aren't given that well and you're sort of you're sort of uh, given a, an approval yeah. to that to stamp them stamp approval yeah and and that opens them up to that and you may think it well can. that's all very innocent but what else, what does it open them up to mm-hmm. it, it lowers their threshold of of acceptance yeah. For things of of occult and demonic, exactly. it, it sort of leads them right to the threshold, if not just past the threshold, when they're very young, which uh, means they'll they'll likely go a little further than than you think they yeah. will. Well, that's the reason, in my opinion, why Harry Potter 
has become so uh, popular today mm-hmm. because it is promoting witchcraft. Mm-hmm. But but done so, in such a cute way oh and boy. just so so mm-hmm. sort of deceiving, isn't yeah. it? All right, we got to take a break there. We'll come back and we will get into the Harry Potter topic. And Clay, this is where people probably burn the show down. <laughs> uh, you know, when you get in, boy, this this gets stepping on toes here because mm-hmm. folks love Harry Potter. Oh, All right, we'll talk about it though. We got to tell you the truth. We'll do it when we come back. Stay with us, Priority Talk. The UAB football season is in full swing, and tickets are on sale now to see your Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABSports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single-game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABSports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABSports.com. UAB football, win is one. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, And we're back. Greg Davis here with you. Happy Friday, everybody, as we head into the weekend. And, of course, Monday being October 31st, Halloween. We've been talking about Halloween. Um, Is Halloween pagan? Clay Huck says, no, not the true Halloween. Is not, not the true Halloween. Now it's been perverted into something that mm-hmm. you could say is paganistic. Mm-hmm. Um, can be. Can be. So we've talked about how it started, uh, Halloween's Christian roots. So if you're just joining us uh, here after the bottom of the hour, go back and listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can do that at PriorityTalkRadio.com or just search Priority Talk Radio where you listen to podcast. Okay, that's led us up to a, a discussion on on Harry Potter. And we're, I guess, Clint, you're sort of taking Harry Potter as he is, as Harry Potter is the most uh, widely read, mm. uh, currently accepted version of uh, of occultic entertainment. Let's call it that. <laughs> Maybe so. Is that right? Maybe the biggest For, big, in the area of children's literature. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and just well, even a children's literature, but it's adults. And oh, boy. I mean, well, now they're adults. They've grown mm-hmm. up on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, so popular. Um, and, and it's you said earlier, Halloween is like an industry. It's a business. This is the same way. Let me give you some statistics here. It dwarfs any and all historically combined as far as the area of children's literature is concerned. There have been over 500 million copies mm. so, sold. Now, and it's available in 79 different languages, <laughs> over way over 200 countries, and the estimated hadn't quite caught the Bible as the bestseller of all time, but but gaining fast, <laughs> gaining fast, <laughs> witchcraft is growing. Yes, well, and the brand Harry Potter brand, when you include the what the Fantastic Beasts that are coming out now and has a connection to Harry Potter. That brand, Harry Potter and all that, that brand is worth over $33 billion. Mm. I mean, <laughs> that is enormous. And it uh, has grown like crazy. 
Um, and I'll say up front, I've never read a Harry Potter book. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. Neither one, myself. Just never have, okay? I did. I was at Universal down in Orlando, you know, and they've got the Harry Potter sure, thing. Sure. I was there for something else, mm-hmm. and we had about a half a day in the park, and uh, I did see the you know, go through there, and I think I even rode maybe one of the rides, and everybody was... You know, everybody knew all about the ride and everything that was going on. I had no clue what was going on. It meant nothing to me. Right. I don't. I don't know anything about it, quite honestly. Yeah. Right. Uh, except I saw, pretty early on, I saw occultic uh, <laughs> practice, and I thought, eh, I'll just kind of steer clear of that. I got enough issues without starting that one. Well, you you can't go anywhere in American culture and not rub shoulders in some form with uh, Disney. And because it owns so much, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately, they uh, they are now into promoting some of that as well. Well, they are. Yeah, you no. Know, Mickey stuff. Mouse has had the, uh, you know, the, the which one is it? The uh, one of the Mickey movies where it's about he, the wizard or whatever. Fantasia. Yeah, maybe it's Fantasia. I, I can't remember. It. Something like that. I, I'm horrible at remembering <laughs> things like that. But you know, it's the one where he wears the wizard hat. Yeah. And, does the spells and have all the mops cleaning for him or something? So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I said what I know. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, so, but it, it, it's very uh, accepted. Mm-hmm. And and and, and here's the thing: um, people think it's very innocent too. Oh, sure, they, they will sure, just. Sure. It's like yoga. Sure. They will just look at you like you are the craziest, dumbest, right. most. <laughs> Uh, foolish person in the world for thinking mm. that I shouldn't have my child dressed up like a wizard, at, pretending that they're casting spells. Right. And I and I look at them going, how in the world do you not yeah. see that this has the potential to be very uh, spiritually dangerous to your child? Are are they just unaware? Do they just fool themselves? W- what happens here? Well, first of all, we get back to pragmatism. Yeah. We are so steep. You in always go back to pragmatism. Well, that's exactly you do. Right. You're Be- right. You're because right. people are using their freedoms to choose a worldview that is very contradictory to a biblical worldview, but yeah. yet they want to be Christian. Yeah. And there's no such thing as Christian Harry Potter. People trying to draw parallels, and we'll get into. Oh, do that. they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, C.S. Lewis Chronicles. Oh, of I got you. Yeah, okay. And real, as far as fantasy is concerned. Yeah. But, well, what about the author of yeah. uh, Harry well, Potter? R- Rowling is the name? Rowling. Rowling? Okay. J.K. Rowling. Telling you how much I know. I just don't know <laughs> okay. much. I really don't. J.K. Rowling uh, has a degree in mythology from Exeter University. And in the Harry Potter series, books and movies, she's borrowed from neo-pagan sources, uh, Celtic, the Druid sources, witchcraft. Mm-hmm. and But you have people saying, well, no, this is not real witchcraft. Well, first of all, that's not the case because if... And then people will say it's just fantasy. The, 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 the problem with this is that witchcraft is real. It's not fantasy. Right. It is, it is real. Yes. Okay. And maybe that's so, the problem is they don't they're not aware of the reality of yeah. witchcraft. So here's, they can't Here's the thing. Uh, well, the public is one thing, but the Christian public is quite another thing. 
is it I mean they can discover a, a few verses in the Bible that says stay away from witchcraft mm. basically you know but the problem is not that the problem is they don't understand witchcraft period they don't understand the occult they don't under, understand yoga they mm -hmm. don't understand understand any of the occultic world and life view mm -hmm. because they're blinded by their freedom and mm -hmm. uh, as soon as they recognize that then they'll hopefully start trying to see things from the proper point of reference which is the scripture what does the scriptures have to say about these things and we are to bring every thought captive. But J.K. Rowling, let me just um, give you a little bit of background. Now, Which is a lady. J.K. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dumb here. Everybody knows this but me. Okay. J.K. Rowling. Okay. J.K. Yeah. Usually don't see women go by initials. So that's sometimes. Is, is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Or is that an J. author's name? J.K. Rowling. No, that's okay. That's fine. Name. Yeah. Uh, sometime back, she was uh, interviewed uh, by the Dutch newspaper, the Vault Grant. She says she was brought up in the Church of England, and uh, she was really more of a freak in her family. She said that uh, we didn't talk about religion at her home. She said her, her, her father didn't believe anything, uh, and neither did her sister. Her mother would every now and then take her to church when she was 12, 13 years old, and she became very, very inquisitive, you know, very curious, but when she went off to college, uh, she grew very tired of religious people, is what she was saying. And, but she says, but now I'm at a point where it says, yes, I believe. But she didn't elaborate, believe what, mm. you see. And there are people saying, well, she has a Christian background. I challenge anybody to find me a credible, written-out testimony by J.K. Rowling that says, my eyes, once I was blind, but now I see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you won't find it's not that. not there. It is not there. Well, she's, there. I believe. I mean, everybody believes. Yeah. It's right. what she's do you believe? Be <laughs> she's got to believe something. Yeah, everybody believes something. So, and then uh, she has on occasion, uh, this is in a British documentary, J.K. Rowling, A Year in the Life. When she was asked if she believed in God, she said, yes, I, I do struggle with it. I couldn't pretend that I'm not uh, a doubt-ridden about a lot of things, and that would be one of them, but I would say yes. She says, when asked she was believed in an afterlife, she said, yes, I believe in an afterlife. I think I do, mm. is, is, was her response. And then she further said, it's something that I wrestle with, mm -hmm. the afterlife. It preoccupies me a lot. And I think that's very obvious within the books. And then in another interview with a Spanish newspaper, El Paz, she said, I feel very drawn to religion, but at the same time, I feel a lot of uncertainty. I live in a state of spiritual change or flux, she said. I believe in the permanence of the soul. Well, I can show you a lot of people that believe yeah. in the permanence of the soul and afterlife and not Christian. Mm. So... Well, she's just basically making up her own exactly, exactly belief system. Well, people say this just fantasy and believe in whatever yeah. makes her feel yeah. comfortable or yeah. works for her. Exactly. Let me uh, give you. Uh, this is one of the best. There's a lot of different articles out there that have been for the last twenty, thirty years on this, but this one's by a Catholic author. 
uh, by Michael O'Brien, Harry Potter and the Paganization of Children's Literature. Now, I won't have time to go through the whole thing, but Sky really put the put his finger on exactly what's going on with uh, witchcraft and as it relates to Harry Potter and the production of it. He says, when literary experts tell us that fantasy, such as the Potter series, is a laudable expansion of the imagination and enrichment of mind and soul, that it is, well, literature, he says, our antenna, uh, our antenna, antenna should quiver a little. Yes. <laughs> he says, while Rowling, while J.K. Rowling uses the good use of occultic powers against their misuse, he says what she's doing, she's, to her creation, she's implying a sense of morality, but what she has done, the cumulative effect, he says, is to shift our understanding uh, of the battle lines between good and evil. Mm, that's right. You see. Mm. So J.K. Rowling and Potter talk about good versus evil. But the question you have to ask is good versus evil from what worldview? Mm -hmm. And it is the worldview of witchcraft. I mean, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry? I mean, it jumps right yeah. out at you. <laughs> That's the way I was when I saw this. When it was early on, I thought, yeah. eh, not for me and my family, my kids. My kids have never read one of these books, or I don't think they've ever even seen one of the movies unless they've seen it as yeah. they've gotten older you know, and out on their own, and I'm yeah. not aware of it. I, I don't yeah. think they ever really had a great desire well, uh, to see it. Well, I, No, they did read yeah. C.S. Lewis, and yeah. they, they were yeah. more into that side of things. Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah. all right, we've got to take a break. We'll come back and continue the conversation. How America Became Pagan, we're talking uh, occultic wizardry and uh, an entry point for many people into that world, Harry Potter. Stay tuned. Priority Talk. It's time for gospel singing and fun for all ages on November 5th at the Ryan's Creek Baptist Church Fall Festival. The fun begins at 3 p.m. with a special appearance at 6 from Brian Free and Assurance. What the cross really is. What the cross really is. What the cross really The festival will be held at 24849 County Road, 222 Bremen, Alabama, 35033. Call 601-650-6283 for more information. Hey everybody, this is Pam Tebow, and I just want to give a shout out to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Welcome back in as we uh, finish up this Friday edition of Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you, and of course, Cleet Hux here in studio with us with the Apologetic Resource Center. You want to visit arcapologetics.org for uh, all of his uh, research and writings. And, uh, Cleach, you got it all there for everybody, just absolutely mm -hmm. free, don't you? Amen. All you got to yes. go on there is hit the search bar and go for it. 
Uh, give us a call. Yeah, give them a call. Have Cleet come out and uh, present on any of these topics that we've been talking about. And we've got hours worth of uh, conversation at our podcast, Priority Talk Radio, in which uh, we've been doing over the last couple of months. And so we're now we're finishing up this hour talking about uh, paganism and the occult and witchcraft and the in- I'm going to call it the entry point for many people is Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. The new entry point. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say there's not others, mm-hmm. but it's definitely the most widely accepted, readily available targets children mm-hmm. uh, with these kind of uh, opens them up to these kind of practices. Mm-hmm. And I'm no expert on Harry Potter. I've made that abundantly clear uh, by my ignorance uh, because I've never gotten into it. I got my own. I got other issues, but. This is one that my antenna, as you said, uh, went quivered up pretty quickly, quivered yeah. a little bit, yes. very quickly. And I said, no, nah, I think we'll stay away from that. But now, yeah. if you're someone, say, of Stuart's age, uh, Harry Potter's just like a way of life. I mean, it's just, it's always been part of uh, the culture, hasn't it? Yeah, I've known about it for a while. I, I'm not I'm not familiar with it either, yeah. but my mom was like, no, we're not getting into that stuff. Yeah, wise but, mom. You got mm, I need to meet you, your mom you. and your dad. Yeah, I need mm-hmm. to meet them. Wise I think, people. I think they're going to visit next month or so. so. Wonderful. Well, I'd love that. So so you're not but, – but you know it's been out there and just widely – did you ever feel left out by not – Kind all into it. Yeah, I would. I would ask him a couple times. Hey, can I watch it? Can I watch it? Because I'm into that fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at, once I passed like a certain age, I n- no longer cared. Yeah, you didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my kids every now and then would, and I'd always be like, I, I always framed it up as uh, at, at a certain point, mm-hmm. you let them make the decision, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you help them make the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that, that's what I would do. I would mm-hmm. say, well, let's talk about it. And you know, you lay out this, that, this, that. Do you, right. you think this is something you probably ought to be? You know, dealing with well, probably not. Okay, yeah, and so they they learn to make that decision on themselves, and that's what as a parent you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's not just always tell your kids what to do or not to do, but help them learn the process of decision making based on your biblical Christian values. Mm-hmm. And that's why we talk about Christian values here on this show, is uh, so you you know what to base your decisions off of, uh, and if you know if you know the truth, you can recognize a lie a lot quicker. Amen. And and. My, that's a lie. Radar went off really quick with Harry Potter, and and I'm sure there's probably even more dangerous, uh, mm. uh, you know, occultic practices that somebody can get into. But this comes across as so innocent and mm-hmm. so easy to jump into, and d- done so positive and so well, and that it's uh, it's it's deceptive. Mm-hmm. I guess is the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a uh, it's pretty popular. No doubt. Is it still it. popular, even now with because the series is over, right? They're not writing any more books. Yeah, well. Or the movies the, are made. The study materials that uh, Scholastics Inc., as far as the publisher of Harry Potter books are concerned, they're well entrenched in public schools, yeah. have been for the last decade or two. And so they're they're right there. They always have been. And like you were saying, for a lot of people, it has become a way of life. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter has become a way of life, sure. which is basically saying, for a lot of people, witchcraft has become a way of life yeah. because it is about witchcraft. There's no doubt about that. It jumps right off the page. They don't. Right? It's not even. They're not even trying to say it's not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, well, here's it's very clear, isn't it? That's it, what it is. If it were not promoting 
the beliefs and practices of witchcraft. You would have witches from all over the world crying out, no, 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 Harry You're Potter. misrepresenting You're us. You're misrepresenting right. our they, religion, but that is don't. not the case. Yeah. You got all kinds of defenses by pagan groups defending Harry Potter as basically the next best thing to promote witchcraft. Mm. For instance, let me give you some of those. Okay. Um, this is from witchcraft.org. <laughs> it, is a, it is good to see the best-selling series of books in the Western world is such a positive tale about witches and wizards. Witchcraft.org. Mm. In another one, this is a, from an interview with Phyllis Carat, who's a witch. She's quoted in Buck Wolf, Witches Bless Harry Potter. This was done on ABC News some time back. She says, she says, sure, you're seeing witches in Harry Potter. But it is positive. They're friendly. They're good. The books might change the way people feel about us. Mm. An angel of light. <laughs> Subtlety there. <laughs> then Harry Potter. She says, Harry Potter uh, happens to be one of the best things for witchcraft and the understanding of it. That is from witchbox.org. Here's another one. As to whether Harry Potter generates interest in paganism, of course it does. Many people will explore paganism because of Harry Potter, witchvox.net. And again, I saw Harry Potter, and yes, I do think it will get young people to look to the occult for answers to that particular type of magic. Mm -hmm. And magic is spelled with K instead of C. And you'll find people, various people, sources spell in the occult. They'll spell magic that way yeah, because they I've want that. they want to distinguish their version of magic, occult, from the illusions, from illusion, sleight of hand, yeah. you know that type of thing. So, and then here's another one. <laughs> it says I think the movies will bring more attention to paganism and the study of magic, spelled with a K. The open-minded people will go out and buy a few Wicca 101s. Matter of fact, you can go to America's store online, Walmart, and buy witches, uh, Wicca for dummies. Hmm. Not only that, you can get Anton Sandor LaVey's Satanic Bible, Bible yeah. through Walmart. I've seen that before. So, uh, let me read you a couple of others here. Now, this really gets serious. Now, uh, the Harry Potter series, both as books and in movie form, are a wonderful metaphor of how we as witches slash Wiccan slash pagan slash magical people perceive our own spirituality, work, studies, and our vision of the world. The symbolism is so strong and I found myself reacting so many times positively, mostly thinking this is so right. <laughs> Even as Quirrell, one of the characters in Harry Potter movies, himself said it so plainly, there is no good and evil. There is only power and those too weak, too weak to seek it. This might actually offend some, but it hides one of the great truths of witchcraft, that there is no white or black magic. There is only magic. And it is the use we make of it that defines its purpose, Whether we, although we usually see a dark side and some kind of some of that. She says, yes, J.K. Rowling has done her homework. This 
talking about a mm. former witch. Her hidden references are so numerous and her knowledge is so deep. Again, she has a, a mythology degree from Exeter University. So deep, and I'm certain she has done much research on the subject of real sorcery, okay? Casting spells mm -hmm. and that type of thing. Through mantras, repeating um, a spell, repeating a certain prayer or word to make contact with spirit guides. Yeah, conjure up. Conjuring yeah. up mm -hmm. people. She says many of her characters are named after famous occultists of the past. Many of her fantastic spells actually exist, and her magical creatures are straight out of ancient mythology. She is writing about the same witchcraft that I study at home, far away from Hogwarts. <laughs> mm. She says, I recognize J.K. Rowling's work from Middle Age uh, uh, studies and books I've read. These charms and spells are more than just mere fantasy. They have a historical basis, and I'll be happy to share those with you. <laughs> wow. So so your paganist and your neo-pagan groups, they recognize oh, this yeah. as this is our brand. Yeah. This is who we are. I this mean, is what it is. If that was not the case, if she was not presenting the beliefs and practices of witchcraft through the movies and books, you'd have pagans and witches mm -hmm. all over the world saying, no, 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 no. It's not. Well, just like Christians yeah. would speak up if something were like you, you go back to something like the Last Temptation mm -hmm. of Christ, yeah, or Da Vinci Code, things like right. that. And right. Christians went, no, 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 no. That is not Christianity. Yeah. Exactly. That is not Jesus. That's right. That is not the. Tr You're saying these folks would be doing the same thing yes. because it would be misrepresenting their their worldview. Well, I'll give you their a, religion. I'll give you a good example. I, I may have shared this before. Uh, teaching a course on comparative religions at, at a particular prison here in Alabama, which I've been doing for 15, 16 years now. Um, second semester, uh, after I got through teaching on one particular religion, this wide-eyed young man came up to me, real hyper. He said, are you going to teach on Wicca in here? I said, as a matter of fact, I am. He said, well, good, because I'm going to make sure you represent our religion correctly. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> It's interesting. He turned to go away. I said, "Oh, by the way, are you a Gardnerian Wiccan?" He said, "No, I'm a." And there's a guy named Gerald Gardner that brought witchcraft from from the, you know, from the British Isles over here. He said, "No, I'm an eclectic Wiccan." Hmm. I said, "What is an eclectic Wiccan?" I, I pulled up a website. First thing it says, "We believe as eclectic Wiccans that whatever works for the individual is good." Yeah. And I said, this guy doesn't have a leg to stand on because if he disagrees with how I'm presenting his religion, I yeah. said, it may not work for you, but it works for That's me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, he's just making it up. He was just making it up. Yeah. And, and calling so, it Wiccan. Well, calling. <laughs> well, he was picking it. Well, like what y'all Christians do. We well, call it cafeteria yeah, Christianity. Yeah. We go through a line. I'll yeah. take a little of this, a little yeah, of that. I'll leave eclectic, that. I don't want eclectic. that. That's what he was doing. Well, that's what eclectic Wiccan and witchcraft as a whole is. It's based on moral moral relativism hmm. you see because self uh, authority and 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 truth can only be self-validating there is no transcendent authority other than the authority of the self you see mm -hmm. so now well Cleet, before we get out of here we're down to our last couple you know go ahead to the top of the hour here yes uh, and we'll continue this conversation next week but 
uh, we've talked a lot about the occult and witchcraft and all that. Mm -hmm. And let's just say very plainly, maybe you can help verbalize it for me, why this is so dangerous. So we're saying this, it represents it accurately. It exposes us to it, our children. Mm -hmm. uh, it's and built around Halloween in particular. Why is it so dangerous in just a, in just a nutshell? Because it is a perversion yeah. of the reality that our Creator has for us and the way that He should be worshipped. Um, he has a very strong stand against it. Typically, uh, when you talk about the occult world and the beliefs and practices of witchcraft and sorcery and divination, that type of thing, uh, most people would turn to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Let me just read that. Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, that is the ability to divine in the future, mm -hmm. see the future, crystal balls, you know, mm -hmm. fortune telling, that type of thing, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens, or sorcerers, or one who casts a spell, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls upon the dead. <laughs> For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got to let it go there. We're yeah. out of time. We'll continue this next week. If you missed any of this conversation today, it'll be at our podcast, PriorityTalkRadio.com. You can click through or just search in your podcast platform. Cleet Hucks, Apologetic Resource Center, ARCApologetics.org. Much information on these topics and many more there. Cleet, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm going to